0: Hello there, I am recording this intro at 10.05 Pacific on December 2nd, so last night I passed out, I woke up, and I recorded the episode that you're about to hear, and I don't edit my episodes, but because I woke up from out of my sleep, I had to edit certain segments because I was barely speaking English. So if I have some transitions that aren't so smooth, I apologize. There's only a few of them. Um, It's no big deal. I hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, thank you. You guys put a smile on my face. You make me so happy knowing that you're listening. Please do not forget to tag P Valley Podcast in your Instagram stories if we're one of your top podcasts in Spotify because I will be reposting every single one of the stories that you post and tag us in. I hope that you're enjoying your holidays and I look forward to more episodes about P-Valley and more episodes about whatever in the coming months. Thanks so much for your patience and your loyalty. I'm doing this for y'all. And when I say y'all, I mean the 12 people who listen to this podcast more than ever. Any other podcast, I would love to hear from you guys. Part of me realistically knows that you probably work for P Valley, but I don't care. Thank you for listening to my podcast more than any other podcast because I listen to several, and so I am choosing to believe that that is a crowning achievement. And I know of this, obviously, because of Spotify Wrapped. Spotify, you guys are ahead of your time for coming up with Spotify Wrapped. I cannot even imagine all of the -the behind-the-scenes work that goes in to gathering all that data and creating these cute little videos with people's stats. Incredible. My mind is blown. It brings me so much joy seeing Spotify wrapped, and then finally I knew I was like, okay, well, my podcast wasn't around long enough last year to really be included, and just to see that 12 people listen to this podcast more than any other podcast, it let me know that I'm not just recording for myself, and I just wish that Apple had the same feature because the volume of my listeners listen to the Pea Valley podcast on Apple So I believe that this will be the longest episode I've ever done and it might not be because I'm exhausted, but it might be because I have so much that I want to go over in this and I cannot wait to get into it. I feel like I am in my bag in this episode given what I will be speaking about and I just want to give a disclaimer that When I'm talking about my last relationship, I typed some things out. I will be ad-libbing as much as possible, but bear with me. You already are used to how I sound when I'm reading. Um, But I, I know that if I didn't type out what I wanted to say, I would probably forget to say at least 60% of what I want to say, and some things, when you just, when you go off the top of your head, you're just, you're going to forget too many things, and I don't want to do that, so again, I will be talking about other things, but when I talk about my relationship, if I sound like I'm reading, I'm probably reading, and that's okay. I know you guys could could stomach it, because you've stomached that bullshit before, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. My Thanksgivings are never like anything you see in sitcoms or movies. It's always just a very joyous occasion. And I hope that we have um, people over next year. It was pretty quiet at my family's house this year. But our food is mind-blowing because um, the people in my family are so great at cooking, and I always do a little here or there um, if I choose to. But now, let's get into it. Brittany Spears obviously is now a free woman. I felt that I should mention that because I did two separate episodes on her conservatorship. I am so so incredibly happy for her and I think most people are and anyone who isn't is a misogynist an asshole a piece of shit or a jealous hater because I have seen some people who just before she was free they would say all kinds of bullshit haters anyways I am excited to see what happens now with her what happens with her relationship and possibly having more kids getting back to making music and being a superstar that is very very exciting. Cannot wait. However, I would be remiss to say that I would be remiss if I did not say that I uh when Britney Okay, Britney does not need social media because when Britney posts on her Instagram and I started following her again like a month ago or so when Britney posts on her Instagram, I'm like, oh, "Okay, she needs a conservatorship." And I know that that sounds fucked up. It's obviously a horrible joke that needs like a gong sound, but I the the Instagram videos um and the Instagram captions, they don't do her any favors. And I think that Britney is unlike most people where she's addicted to social media and she just enjoys the highs that she gets off of the engagement and the responses. And I mean, I wish that she would really shut it down and I don't see her doing that because now she could do whatever the hell she wants. And also regarding the conservatorship, I will be devastated if Jamie Spears is not, if he is not put behind bars and if everyone involved is, doesn't face, um, consequences for their actions because I am and I know I'm not the only one obviously but I am forever traumatized just knowing what Brittany went through knowing that her rights were stripped away legally for 13 years is so troubling and <laughs> I'm not over it I'm not okay I just I don't understand how how something so egregious and blatantly illegal is somehow illegal and happened to one of the most famous people of our generation so i'm traumatized by what happened to britney and i feel that it'll help me to get over it will be therapeutic um for me to see jamie spears held accountable and the other people who are involved in um what happened to her face some consequences because it wasn't okay. And just because she's freed, it it doesn't make it right. Now I'm going to go on to talk about Mr. Davidson as in Pete Davidson. Um, People, what bothers me about people talking about Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian is that people talk about Pete as though he is one of the ugliest men who has ever walked this earth. And I just don't agree with that. Have you seen his lips? Okay. Look at Pete Davidson's huge, luscious, juicy, wet lips. Okay. He probably puts them to very, very good use. But besides that, I think it's amazing that there are no boundaries or sorry, there are no bounds when it comes to who Pete will date. I think that's incredible. He's like, you know what? If I want Kim Kardashian, I'm a getter. Kate Beckinsale, getter. Ariana Grande, Kaya Gerber, um, Phoebe, the redhead from Bridgerton. He just, he has the balls. And that's aspirational and that infuriates people. It makes them angry. It's like, don't be mad at him just because he has the game that you don't have and he has the access that you don't have. I think it's great that he is able to date whoever the hell he wants, be inspired, don't be a hater, don't act like he's ugly, don't act like he doesn't have a personality. This is a publicity stunt of Kim's and... I actually feel bad for Pete because I feel that with the women that Pete has dated, everybody is knows too much about his love life and cares too much about it. And I just feel that people just will be making way too many comments about who he dates because they have in the past, but now him dating, you know, basically America's royalty. That's just the facts, right? American royalty, Kim Kardashian. Now that he's dated her, he's under the microscope in a way that most people, most celebrities would be uncomfortable with. He's just getting way too much commentary on who he's fucking. And I don't think that that's a good position to be in. I've seen Pete do stand up. Um, I just enjoy, I enjoy the fact that he does what he wants to do, says F you to the haters based upon who he fucks. I stan. I I just stan anyone who is fearless to the extent that he is because some people I would just say, okay, I 100% cannot date this person and Pete is not that one. He's not the one. He will date anyone that he does or not. He's gonna go for it and he doesn't care what you think about it. I think it's incredible as I've already said. So just I love that they that Kim and Pete are keeping this Showman's going for now, just giving their haters material. Um, I don't mind it. Go ahead, have fun with it. And especially, I love that it pisses off Kanye West. That makes me all for it. All of a sudden, Kanye is trying to get his wifey back when Kim sat back this entire separation and she hasn't publicly dated while Kanye's been spreading his dick around. Now his ego is bruised and he doesn't like it, so he's trying to break them up. So, Kim keep dating Pete please just to piss off Kanye West more on Pete Davidson um with this app that I record on as I said there's no pause button so um you'll get this in clips as you know I don't edit this podcast I'll only edit if um I feel that there's a few seconds that are just kind of air you know empty I'll edit that out, but outside of that, I do not edit, and that's why in my episode about you, I said that Sherry and Carrie are a biracial couple, instead of me saying that they're an interracial couple. I said that a few times, and I listened back to it, and I said, this is exactly what happens when you do not edit your podcast, and that's fine. I know y'all know what what I meant. I put it in the description, Um, but more on Pete Davidson. I feel like all the hate against him, it's so superficial. It's so incredibly superficial. It's like you hate him because you don't think he's hot enough, good enough. Relax. Be happy with your own damn self. Um, I listened to another podcast where the host said how um, she knows someone who dated Pete and it was a disaster. Basically, she was talking about Cassie David, Pete David Cassie, Pete dated Cassie. And why are you going to sit there and say, okay, Pete's relationship with Cassie was a quote unquote disaster. So Kim is dating this fuck boy who her relationship is going to be a disaster. Do you really think that Pete Davidson, like, I don't know, five years later, four years later is going to be treating Kim Kardashian the same way he t- treated Larry David's daughter. Fuck out of here that's not going to happen. It's just, if people could lobby hate at him, they will. And I feel that some girls are just unsettled to see him dating Kim because they think that, I guess, Kim is too pretty and he's beneath her. But go outside and look around. There's a lot of 10s, a lot of women who are a 10 who are with men who are a two. This is nothing new. It didn't begin and it's not going to end with Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. I just think the hate is superficial and it just makes me love them as a fake showman's couple (laughs) that you know they are even more. I'm here for it. Bring on all the paparazzi photos and all them dressed up in that skim's pajamas because it's making Kanye mad. It's making miserable haters mad. It's making superficial people mad. Keep going. I'm all for it. Pim. I heard. I think that's their couple name, Pim. And now it's time for me to talk about my last relationship. Um, so That ended on August 14th, and one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast episode is because I feel cyber-bullied by my ex-boyfriend. That's a stretch, but I want him to stop mentioning me in his Instagram posts. On the off chance that he listens to this episode, I want to make it clear that you have hurt me enough you do not need to mention me in an Instagram post at any point ever. It is unnecessary to mention me nearly four months later. Please stop. I don't wanna be mentioned in any of your Instagram captions and I hope that you'll respect my wishes. But I digress. Here are some lessons From my last relationship that I think can be universal takeaways. Takeaway one, do not expect someone who would not do something for you to appreciate what you do for them. In my last relationship, I could not understand for the life of me, why my ex wasn't putting in the same effort that I was. And in hindsight, it was because he would never do the things that I did for him. Therefore, it was impossible for him to appreciate the work that I put in. I just want to say that in my last episode, I said that this episode might be spicy. I don't want y'all to think it might be spicy. I don't know. We'll find out. But I doubt it. I'm just letting y'all know what happened. And I doubt it's going to be piping hot tea because I'm not going to slam this person. Um, so back to my first takeaway of realizing and understanding and knowing in advance that the effort that you put in will not be appreciated if the person that you're doing things for wouldn't do the same for you. It's similar to when a parent makes sacrifices for their child. Until you're a parent yourself and making those very same sacrifices, You won't be able to truly appreciate what exactly your parents gave up for you and how their sacrifices shaped your life and how those sacrifices impacted your parents' lives. I completely lost my temper on my ex when I texted him a reminder not to eat anything because I told him that I'm making dinner and I want him to be hungry when he comes home. I had been I was spending a week at his place, and I was at my third grocery store, and I told him I was at my third grocery store when I texted him a reminder to be hungry. and he told me ba- that he texted me back that he wasn't hungry, and I saw red and I lost it because I'd already been shopping and I let him know that. So I snapped like Teresa Judice on season one of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. I would have flipped a table over if one was anywhere near me. I was livid. And in hindsight, I realized that he would not have spent hours grocery shopping for me. Therefore, he didn't understand the sacrifice that or the effort that went into planning a menu for a week. And he didn't care. He didn't care about the effort. My boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend never cooked for me. And that's because he doesn't know how to cook. He told me this verbatim, that he does not know how to cook. But he has mentioned <laughs> on his Instagram that I would tell him that he doesn't know how to cook. Cute. Amusing. Um, You told me that. So, takeaway number two. If you're in a long-distance relationship, which I was, talk less, text less. People who have long distance relationships can sometimes feel like they should speak every day or maybe text um, excessively regardless of wherever they live. But looking back, my boyfriend did not have the time to spend with me on the phone. He also doesn't have much time to text, but because he had feelings for me, he would spend time that he didn't have speaking with me or texting. Do not fall into this trap. Don't accidentally monopolize someone's time just because you're both into each other. It's selfish and it sets up a codependent precedent that can make a breakup harder because it's just fueling a routine that you're going to have to abandon when things end. It's just not being, um, not taking up too much time of of someone else's that you're dating and, and reserving that time for when you're actually in person um, because I, I just feel a little bad. I'm like, he didn't have the time to be spending with me talking and texting, and realistically, I didn't either, and it's just a, a very easy trap that especially people in long-distance relationships fall into. Takeaway number three, and the final takeaway, date someone who says that they do or don't want to have children know that this is not going to change. So my ex would tell me that he doesn't want kids whenever we would have a fight. The thing is, my ex is completely obsessed with his nephew, yet he claims he doesn't want kids. The logic ain't logicking. I think my ex should just say that he hasn't found anyone he wants to marry and have kids with. So he doesn't want any children now that would be a more honest and mature statement to make because my ex is obsessed with kids and clearly wants to have children of his damn own. I was kicked out of my ex's place (laughs) like the baby kicked out his ex, but without streaming the madness on Instagram. So I guess my final takeaway, which is not a hot take, is to try to date people who are friends with at least one of their exes. It proves that they could have mature, healthy breakups and that they were in great relationships. I'm friends with some people I've dated or have a past with because I don't believe a breakup should be a war reenactment. My ex is entirely different. He wants to leave a scorched earth when he ends things. He also chose to dump me via text. So he dumped me via text, he told me to get the fuck out. Um, and that he doesn't want me there when he's there. And but then we had a face to face because I was like, I thought to myself, under no circumstances am I gonna leave and not say bye to the person that I love. Why would I do that? So when our relationship officially ended a few months ago, the look on his face When he came home and I was still there after he told me to leave, it revealed that he was completely checked out of the relationship. It was obvious that he wasn't interested in having anything to do with me. Words via text cannot convey disinterest and disgust the way that our facial expressions and our body language does. So this is one of the endless reasons why ghosting is so incredibly wrong. The person who's ghosted is left with questions, but if the person who gets ghosted was able to see how over it their partner or hookup was, they would have all their freaking answers. They wouldn't be wondering if there will be a second chance, and they wouldn't have any lingering doubts. They would be able to literally see that there is only one person in their arrangement who cares, and that one person who cares is not the person that they are fucking. So I'm not trying to be messy. As I said, I've kept um, what I've said very, very limited. Clearly, obviously, because I loved my ex dearly and I have no desire to hurt him or ever reconcile with him. I have no incentive to be a see you next Tuesday and divulge private details that should be kept between me and him. When I met my ex online... I lied about my location and I lied about my age. Um, On our very first conversation, I told him I lived out of town and about a month and a half in, I told him my real age. The reality is the relationship ended the moment I told him my age and arguably where I lived because he wouldn't get over it and he would bring it up every single time that we had an argument. And I he knew what he was going into, what he was getting into because he knew where I lived before we met and he knew how old I was less than 2 months in he had the perfect opportunity to bail and to leave. But it was brought up repeatedly in arguments that I lied and it was as though I committed genocide. That's what you would think if you heard what he said. And so he has said that, you know, he's sorry that he wasted, um, my time. And, and I don't see it that way. I think that is the most negative way to look at a relationship is to say, um, that you wasted your time. We didn't have this like crazy tumultuous, um, relationship for me to have that opinion. And by that, um, if that's how someone thinks that they wasted your time because the relationship ends, does does that mean that couples who are married and get divorced, that those two people wasted each other's time? I just refuse to subscribe to that because it doesn't make any sense. It's like if two people had feelings for each other at one point and were happy at one point, how is happiness a waste of time? my fertility, fertility didn't end in that relationship. My life didn't end in that relationship. My time wasn't wasted. And if he wants to view, um, his time being wasted, um, or if he wants to view the the relationship that way, that's, that's his choice. I choose not to do it. Sorry. I'm getting a little tongue tied. It's late y'all. It's late. Um, and I just think it's an ugly and very negative way to think about, certain things. It's just, it's weird to me. Um, so again, my my three takeaways are do not expect someone who would not do something for you to appreciate what you do for them. Number two, if you're in a long distance relationship, which I was, talk less, text less. And this is obviously applicable to people who live down the street from each other. Be mindful of, of how much time that you're um eating up of someone else's doesn't matter how into that person that you are number three date someone who says that they do or don't want to have children know that this is not going to change (laughs) um and then some other takeaways are try to date someone who is friends with an ex of theirs and try to have a face-to-face breakup in person even if it's on facetime because seeing someone's face helps to convey that your breakup is final in a way that even angry texts just are not able to achieve or accomplish. So, I was dumped on August 4th, and I've been in a new relationship since September 5th. It be like that sometimes. And by sometimes, I mean I rarely jump from one relationship into another. I ain't no J-Lo ass bitch. But after I was dumped in August, I wrote a sweet long caption on my Instagram announcing that me and my ex had consciously uncoupled a phrase that I'd wanted to say ever since I heard it and I never got to use. Um, then weeks later I began posting about my new boyfriend. So I realized that I had tried to make my relationship work. Um, because I was afraid. I was afraid that if I did not make this relationship work, there would be no other relationship because it took me such a long time to find my ex-boyfriend and I was driven by fear. And I think in some ways, um, well, he wasn't driven by fear, but we both were kind of comfortable, right? And, I realized when it ended that I did nothing wrong. This whole idea of taking time off and taking a break and you got to heal. It's like I did nothing wrong. And I also knew that for the last two months of the relationship that it might end. I just, for reasons I won't disclose, I knew that it might end. And so when it ended, I took it better than any breakup I've ever had in my life. I'm still confused. I could count on one hand how many times I cried, and I cried so briefly. There's one time I cried for an hour outside of that, I literally would cry for like 10, 15 minutes. And all signs indicate that the relationship ended when it needed to, which I think is really beautiful because, yes, I was told to get the fuck out like the baby did, Danny Lee, but at the same time, The rug wasn't pulled out from beneath me because mentally I knew that it could come and I knew that I had tried. And so when I actually got dumped, it was like, okay, I don't want to be with somebody who doesn't appreciate me. And I'm also fully aware that the issues that I had with him, they may not carry over into his next relationship or X amount of relationships later. And the same goes for him. Every, I, I'm never going to sit here. I'm not calling him an asshole, but it, when sometimes when somebody calls another person an asshole, the truth is that person was an asshole to that person. Kind of like, um, as I said, how this podcast host said, how Pete Davidson was an asshole to Cassie David. Um, yeah, Sure, but there's no way that he's fucking a Pete a, a asshole to Kim Kardashian, so it's apples and oranges um and i I just don't like to engage in that bullshit like so and so is an asshole like he's just I feel sorry for blah blah blah. yeah, sometimes that might apply, but it's it's just dumb, it's stupid to think that how someone treated you is how they will go and treat every single other person after you. So, my current boyfriend is incredibly nurturing. He's, like, one of the most nurturing people I've ever met. He does my laundry, and he cooks great. Um, And he's just such a problem solver, and I'm a problem solver. And it's just unique being with a problem solver because it's, like, we're both... We both bounce ideas off of each other like, you should do this, you should do this, have you tried this, have you tried that? So I cooked a big Thanksgiving dinner for me and my boyfriend on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving and I knew that he would appreciate the work that I put in for him because he's a great cook himself, right? So this kind of ties into what I was saying earlier about someone who wouldn't do something for you not appreciating it. Um, I knew he would appreciate it because he cooks. And so I cooked all day when he was at work, came home, had a really great meal. He loved the food. And it was nerve-wracking, obviously, because it was the first time I cooked for him. And I cooked eight things total, um, dessert included, apple pie included. And it all turned out great. But you don't want to know those details. Sorry, (laughs) kind of going off a little bit. So... My boyfriend is different than my ex, and that's a good thing in some ways and, and a bad thing in others. That's to be expected. I think I'm slowly becoming a little bit more comfortable with talking about my personal life a little bit more like I did today. <laughs> Probably because it's so late, I don't even know what is coming out of my mouth. And then I'll like have major um, flubs When I listen to this back. And then I'll be like. I'm so embarrassed. For myself. Um. And a a side note. I did lose. A subscriber on YouTube. A a subscriber on Spotify. A subscriber on Google Podcasts. And I think they were all anti-vaxxers that's what I think, you know, I could be wrong, but, um, I feel like they were anti-vaxxers and they didn't like that. I mentioned that I was happy that you was anti-vax. I am not getting into any type of vaccine diatribe on this episode. I probably sound like my eyelids are completely shut. So I don't even have the energy or the mental capacity or the emotional bandwidth to get into um, what's going on in the world. Omicron, you know, Drake is a prophet. He was telling no lies when he said, what a time to be alive. Um, That's how I feel. That's how I feel about this, um, pandemic, um, and so I think they were anti-vaxxers, and if they were anti-vaxxers, unsubscribing, because I am pro-vax, honey, um, I wish you well in your journey to stay healthy, and I wish your loved ones well in their journey. One of the main reasons why I chose to get vaxxed and will continue to get vaxxed is because i am not trying to i don't want it on my conscience that anybody got sick off of me so when i went down for thanksgiving um i basically told my family that anybody who comes needs to get vaccinated and so i not vaccinated sorry it has to take a COVID test because everybody's already vaccinated so that's what I did. The people who went to their house for Thanksgiving, myself included, all got a test. So, um, you know, I I, I'm, I got vaxxed to protect other people. Thank you guys for bringing a smile to my face when I see the views that I, or sorry, listens that I get and stay safe and happy.